Hello and welcome back to the TTPA, Tatani Talks Perke Avos this year, where we talk a Mishnah of Perke Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say welcome to Chapter 3. Here in Season 6 of the TTPA, welcome to Paragimel in the Perke Avos Season 3. Tani Talks Perke Avos. We always start out with a wonderful saying, the wonderful Mishnah, before going to the first Mishnah, Paragraph 1 in Chapter 3, Perak. Gimel, Mishnah Aleph. First, we do the introduction. Call Yisrael Yeshem Chelak La'olam Haba. All of Israel has a share in the world to come. Everyone has the ability to make it to Olam Haba. Everyone has the ability to be in the Olam Ha'emes, to have that little portion of land. To have that little chalik, that little aspect of the world to come. How do we know this? Because it says, Shanemar, as it says, and this comes from Sanhedrin, this whole saying, Sadikim, your people are all righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. Netzer Mata'ai, they are the branch of my planting. Ma'ase Yadai Lehisper, my handiwork in which to take pride. Hashem takes pride in our lives if we follow the mitzvahs and we do Torah. Chesed and mitzvahs in all of our life, we can really be that branch of coming out from Hashem. We could be the people that we're inheriting the land, we're doing good things in the world, and we could be the righteous people making sure we do a lot more good than bad in this world, God forbid. Let's look at the first Mishnah. Here in chapter 3 in Paragimel. Akavya ben Mahalal Omer Hestakal Bishlosha Devarm Vein Atabali de Avera, or Vei Atabali de Avera of Daima Ain Basa, O Anatol Lech Velifne Mi Ata Asilitin Din Vecheshwan, Me Ain Basa, Me Tipasrucha, O Anatol Lech Lemakum Offer Rim of the Soleil, Velifne Mi Ata Asilitin Din Vecheshwan, Lefne Melech Malche Hamlachim Hakadosh Baruchu. So Akavya ben Mahalal says a couple of things. Who is this? Then I'll just point out Akavya Ben Mahala lived in the same generation as Shemai and Aftali, who preceded Hill and Shammai, as Rambam points out in introduction to Mishnah 4. After citing all the Zugos, the pairs, the last of which were Hill and Shammai, Mishnahs 1, 4 to 15, the Tana cited those of Hill's descendants, who were Nassim, ending with Rabbi Gamliel, the son of Rabbi Yehuda Nassim. Mishnah then returned to Hill in order to continue tracing the chain of the Messorah, which after being received by Hill was passed along to Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai. Then to the students of Yochanan ben Zakkai. Rabbi Tarfan was quoted after that because his first teaching is related to that of Rabbi Lezim and Arach, the last of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai's students. The Tana now returns to the generation that came before Hillel, how, as Tosos Yonta points out. However, the sequence of scholars in this chapter does not follow a chronological order. So Kavim ben Hala says a couple of things. Pay attention to three things you will not come to sin. Know from where you came from, where you are going, and in front of whom you are destined to give judgment and accounting, like a video will play be played after 120 years we hope only good things are shown on the video nothing embarrassing nothing terrible no sins or the like hopefully we only see a good video of a person's life after 120 years where did you come from? From a foul drop of liquid. This refers to a man's seed. Remembering that one came from a foul drop will prevent feelings of pride, as Ralph points out, which is the root of all negative character traits, as the Meiri points out. Where are you going in the end after 120? To a place of dirt, maggots, and worms. That is, he will be buried in earth where maggots and worms will infest his body. Someone who remembers that his body will end up in the grave will be deterred from pursuing physical pleasures and wealth because he knows that one day it will all be worthless to him, as Ralph points out. Moreover, indulging in too much physical pressure can shorten his life and bring him closer to death, as the Teferis Yisrael points out. In front of whom are you destined to give a judgment? And accounting in front of the king, the king of all kings, the holy one, blessed is he, Hashem himself, worse than any punishment. And the next world is the shame that a person will endure, will feel for having sinned. 
Even if a person sinned only against a human being and had to stand in judgment for him, he would be deeply ashamed. How much more ashamed will he be if he has sinned and must stand before the King of Kings? Hashem himself, as Rabbi Yonah points out, the words judgment and accounting mean that the person will stand in judgment before the heavenly court, and there an accounting will be made of his deeds, as the Tosos Yantif points out. Another explanation, judgment will be made for the actual sins he committed, and an accounting will be made of the time that he spent doing the sin, which could have been used for something worthwhile or something productive. He'll be punished for wasting that time not putting it to good use, as the Gra in Lukutim printed at the end of Shainos Eliyahu Zerah in part 1 points out. Although a person obviously does not judge himself, the Mishnah says you are destined to give judgment because when a person sins, he automatically creates the need for the sin to be judged. Thus his action gave the core the obligation to judge him, as the Tosos Yantif points out. So in general in life, if we keep these three things in mind, hopefully it can help us be deterred from sin. Understanding where you came from, understanding where you're going, and understanding who you're going to have to give an accounting in front of and before, hopefully will deter you. Understand you came from a little bit of DNA, you're ending up in a place with maggots and worms, and you're going to have to stand before the greatest of all beings, the King Himself, Hashem Himself, after 120. Join us next time as we talk about why it's good to think about the well-being of society and the government in general here on the TTPA, and I'm your host, Tani.